Hi, and welcome to the Becca's Teacherpreneur Academy podcast. This podcast is a place for teacherpreneurs to come and get insight, ideas, inspiration, and lots of practical advice. My name is Becca, and my goal is to make your life a little bit easier by taking some of the stress out of being a teacherpreneur. So we have very specific practical advice that you can take and implement today to start seeing more results in your business. So if you're interested in that, then grab a cup of coffee and let's get to it. If you are wanting to start a Teachers Pay Teachers store in 2021 or really any year, you are in the right place. Today we're going to talk all about how to get started on Teachers Pay Teachers the right way, what to focus on, what to do, when to do it, all of those good things. If we haven't met, my name is Becca. I have a Teachers Pay Teachers store called Becca's Music Room and I share my whole experience, how much money I make, what I'm doing, what's working, what's not working with all of you here on YouTube and on my Instagram at becca.e.davis. So if you are interested in more TPT tips, definitely hit the subscribe button and go follow me over on Instagram. And with that, let's hop right on into it. Now, if you would like more specific information, I will link, I have a getting started on TPT guide that is a freebie and it has all of this stuff plus more that has like little checkboxes. you can check it off. It tells you exactly what to do every step of the way. So I will leave that link down below. Now this video is all about how to start a successful TPT shop. And so the first thing you need to start a successful TPT shop that like actually makes money is to decide on a niche. Now, if you are like, I don't know what that word means. It's okay. A niche is basically your little corner of the internet. And how I like to describe it is your niche is where you, the things you enjoy and the things you're good at meet the things that people want. So where the intersection of those two things is your niche. Your niche tells you who you're going to serve and what kind of products that you make. Now I'm going to tell you a secret that a lot of people don't tell you because people love to talk about your ideal customer, but honestly your ideal customer or your niche is usually you or you before you learned what you learned now. So for example, I teach elementary music. So do you know what my niche is? elementary music. Now within elementary music, there are some things that I am better at than others. So like I'm really good at centers games and I'm really good at making lessons based off of books. And so those are kind of my niche within elementary music. But as long as I stick to elementary music, I'm doing pretty good. You want to do the same kind of thing. So if maybe you're a second grade teacher, then your niche would be second grade. But if you can get more narrow than that, it's going to be better. So maybe you're like, let's do second grade guided reading, or let's do second grade math activities or those kind of things. It's going to help a lot because first off, you'll know what to make. Secondly, your buyers will know that whatever you're selling is for them because if they like the other stuff, they're going to like this stuff too. And third, it just makes life a bajillion times easier because you know what to make and what to do and who to talk to and all those good things. When it comes to your niche, I really suggest starting small and then getting broader as you go. So even if you're like, well, I just want to do, you know, all sixth grade science activities. Cool. I would still start with some really specific things first. So maybe you start with like, I'm going to do sixth grade science activity sub plans. Okay. And do a couple of those. And then as you go, you can kind of get more broad and bigger until you get to just like sixth grade science activities. But I would start more niche because 
but I would start more niche. I would start, I would start with a really small niche so that you can really narrow in on your target audience and what you're making and just have those people find you and know what you make and know what you're going to make and all of those good things. So after you decide on your niche, which is really just a fancy way of saying what your store is focused on, then you need some products, but not just any products. You want to make some products that are connected. This goes hand in hand with the last point, which is why I started with that point is that you want your products to be connected. You don't want to just have like, here's a random product. There's a random product. There's a random product, which is 100% what I did. And if I could go back, that is the number one thing I would change. And instead I would do product lines. If you stick around my channel long enough, you will be so sick of hearing me talk about product lines because they are magical. Product lines basically just means that you have similar items. So you can have two main types of product lines. You can either have one subject and different activities. So for example, I have a set of lessons that are on the song Up on a Housetop. It's Christmas time, that's why I'm bringing that up. So I have a presentation, like a PowerPoint you can show, and I have a Google Slides activity for the kids to do, and I have Google Forms activities, and I have printable activities that they can do. But those all go together, but they're different things. The other way you can do it is that you can have the same activity for multiple standards or multiple concepts. So another example of that would be, I have a game called Kaboom, super, super fun. And I have a rhythm Kaboom. I have a soulfish Kaboom. I have a treble cuff Kaboom. I have a recorder Kaboom. I have the same game in a bunch of different versions. And what that does is it saves me time making products because I already have a template. I already know what I'm doing. And so it's really easy for me to make a second one of something I've already made. And it helps my buyers because now they have products that are related to each other. So if they get one kaboom game and they love it then they can come back and get another one for a different concept and teach something else with the same activity it also means that they might buy more stuff at the same time so instead of buying just the up on a housetop printables they might buy the whole set of up on a housetop activities so product lines basically save you time and make you more money what's better now, I'm not saying every single one of your products has to be related because that's probably not going to happen, but have like sets of products that are related and kind of work on like, here's one set, here's another set, here's another set, so that it just really helps maximize your time and maximize your profits. When it comes to products, your goal is 50. Now, when I say this, a lot of times people are like, I can't do 50 products. Yes, you can, first of all. Secondly, you don't need to do 50 products by like a certain date. You just would, that needs to be like your goal and your guiding star. And that is what you need to work on until you get there. Before 50 products, like that is your main goal and your main focus on what you're doing. After you get to 50 products, still make products, still work on that, but you can kind of expand and work on other things. The reason I say 50 is because one, it'll help you to get a workflow down. You will know how to make your products and do a much better job. You'll see a huge difference between product number one and product number 50. It's a little embarrassing, not gonna lie. Number two is that it's going to help your store have more chances to get found. One of the biggest questions I get is, how come my store is not selling anything? And when I go and look, it's usually because you don't have any products. If you only have three products, that's only three chances to get found in search. 
if you have 50 products, you have 50 chances to get found in search. Now I've also gotten the question, what's, what's magical about 50? Nothing's magical about 50. It's just a good number and a good kind of like checkpoint to hit. I don't think that anything is going to happen between 49 and 50. Like you don't get to 50 and it magically flips the switch and things are amazing. But when you get up into that area, you start seeing more sales and more of your products taking off because you have enough products to get found and your customers have more things to buy. So again, if they like one of your games, they can come back and buy another one. If they come back and you don't have anything else, they can't buy anything else. So there's that. Also, if they see a game they like and then they go and check out your store and there's nothing in there, then they aren't gonna have anything else to buy. And they might even leave and be like, oh, this person has no idea what they're doing because they don't have any products. So fill your store. It's I always tell people, it's like walking into a store and there being nothing on the shelves. It's super awkward and you're like, I don't know what's wrong here, but something's wrong. So go ahead and just fill up your store. Take your time, make good quality products, but, but that needs to be your guiding star at the beginning of your business. Number three is hit up those product thumbnails in descriptions and previews. Now, we're gonna talk a couple of TPT terms. If we were in school, I would make you do mirrors up and repeat after me, but we're not, so I won't. So basically, when you upload a product, your first picture is what's called the cover. The cover is what shows up in search. So you want your cover to be pretty so people want to click on it. Just saying. On your cover, your best practices are going to be to have the title of your product and also to have pictures of your product. If it's a printable product, I highly recommend you printing it out, filling it out, taking a picture and putting it on there. I know it takes a lot longer. I promise it helps. But having pictures of your product on your thumbnail is really helpful. Don't put a ton of words on there because then people are not gonna see it. Cause remember, it's gonna be pretty small. So just go and it's gonna be pretty small, but you want it to be attractive. You want it to have the product on it and you want it to have the title in an easy to read font. I make all my thumbnails on Canva and I have a whole video about how I do that, which I will link down below. Now, when you upload your resource, you'll have that cover and then you'll have three more thumbnails or what they're called. And there are three more pictures that you can use to show off your product. First of all, use all of them. Use all of them because this is what people are looking at to decide, am I gonna buy this product or not? So you want to use everything available to you to convince them that they should buy this product. So in those, you can either do live action pictures or you can use a picture from your resource. You can always save your PowerPoints as images and stick those in there. I will say again, if you print it out and all of that, it does do better, but you do not have to do that. It's just gonna be up to you and how much effort you wanna put in it. I would suggest using all of them and I would suggest uploading them yourself so when you do it there's like one box that says like um, upload thumbnails from resource and there's another one that says upload thumbnails now go with upload thumbnails now and that way it's just easier for you to pick them especially if you want to use pictures that you have taken if this is something on 
the computer, then you'll want to use slides from there. Obviously, you might even want to use screenshots from your computer and stuff like that so people can see them. Now, you also have preview, and that is where you can upload a PDF document that is kind of like a little bit of your resource. I do this a few different ways, but it is super helpful, especially for longer resources, to put that in there so people can see like all of the variety of what's in there and all those things. I do suggest that you watermark it, which just means that you put preview or put your name over it before you make it into a PDF so that people can't just print that out and use it. But if you use the preview feature, it's going to make a huge difference. You can also make video previews, but I will not get into that in this video because even though yes, they are awesome and helpful, I don't wanna overwhelm you too much. So cover, thumbnails, preview. Do you have to use everything? No, but I would say, use everything you can because this is your chance to show people what's in your product. In your description, you want to make sure you tell people exactly what your product is and exactly who it's for and exactly what's in it. The more descriptive you can be, the better. I like to alternate between paragraphs and bullet points and I always have a bullet point section that says this product includes and then it's like this many worksheets, this many slides and those kind of things so that if people are just skimming, they can find that very easily. Number four tip for a successful TBT shop in the new year is to build an audience. So TBT will get you sales just from being on TBT. TBT's biggest traffic driver is TBT because it is a search engine. But that's only part of the puzzle. If you can build an audience of people who follow you or who subscribe to your newsletter, then you're going to do a lot better because you'll have a way to talk to your customers and gain more potential customers. Growing your audience is going to help bring traffic to your store. So if you notice like, oh, my resources aren't getting any clicks, this might be a good way to make it happen. This is not a quick process. It definitely takes some time, so do be patient, but building an audience makes a huge difference. You can build an audience on social media. You can build it through an email list. You can build it through content like a YouTube or a blog or a podcast. All of those things are really helpful. My suggestion is to pick one and try that out and do it because just like with TPT, there's going to be a learning curve and it's going to take you a while to really figure out what you want to post, how you want to talk to people and all of those things. So just pick one. And if the thought of doing that and starting your 50 products is too much, then just worry about your products and you can add this on a little bit later. As far as like what social media to do, I would suggest just whatever you like. Teachers are pretty much everywhere. So there's not a huge concern about there not being teachers on whatever platform you like. But if you don't like the platform, you're not going to do well. I am very loquacious and so I am not good at concise talking and so Twitter is not my friend. I am much better at Instagram where I can post a photo or I can post a video and I can talk and I can use the stories and I can make my description as long as I want to. So I prefer Instagram to Twitter and to Facebook, but that's just me. A lot of other people prefer Twitter. A lot of other people prefer Facebook. So it's just kind of whatever you prefer. Now, I also got this question recently. Do you have to? 
You don't have to do anything in your business, but it's going to make a difference if you want to have a successful shop, if you can actually talk to your audience. While we're on this, I will suggest that you do start an email list as early as possible. I know that sounds scary. I promise it's not. I have a whole playlist about email lists, so I will leave that down below, how to start one, what to send them, what to do, and just all of the things that you need to know, basically. But I really just suggest starting this as early as possible because... You know, it's like you can start it now or you can start it a year from now, but you're always gonna start from zero. So the sooner you start, the better. Now, number five is a when you feel ready for it, add some content. So content is things like YouTube videos, podcasts, blog posts, and that sort of stuff. Having content is what I consider to be like the magic thing when it comes to really any online business, but especially with Teachers Pay Teachers. Having content allows you to build an audience and allows people to know, like, and trust you because they now know you exist. They start liking you because you're giving them some helpful advice and they start trusting you when they try something you suggest and it works. This means that they are so much more likely to come buy something from you in your store. Content is also a good traffic driver, both to Teachers Pay Teachers, but also to your email list or to your social media. So if you're like, no one's following me on social media, well, start a blog and tell them to go follow you on social media. I have a lot of people that find me through YouTube and then come over to my Instagram or find me on my blog and then buy something and then go over to my Instagram or my email list or they might start on my blog and they join my email list and then they come buy something from me. And all of these things really work together, but content is the best way to get Found. It is a whole thing in and of itself. So I'm not suggesting you start it as soon as you start everything else because when you're starting TBT and starting those products, like you have to figure that part out and starting a blog or YouTube is like its own thing that you have to figure out. But whenever you feel ready for it and you feel like you can take that next step, I suggest doing content as early as possible because it is the main thing the main thing that I have found that has helped my store and pretty much everyone else I've talked to. So right now you don't have to start it, but have it kind of in the back of your mind for when you feel ready. But I'm gonna end this with a couple of like little TPG hacks and advice of kind of smaller pieces of things. These aren't like steps, but they are really useful. The first one is to print out your printable products and do them. I kind of already mentioned this, but I didn't actually do this until really recently, like a couple weeks ago recently. And just in the last couple weeks, I have noticed a huge difference in people purchasing my printable resources and the only thing I can think of is that must be why. So I have been printing out like my coloring sheets and my activity sheets. And I usually will actually film myself while I fill them out so that then I now have a video of it and I fill them out and then I can take pictures of them to go in my TPT listing. It can go on my social media. It can go out to my email list. It can, I mean, it can go anywhere, everywhere, all the places. And it has made a huge difference because people can actually see it. The less you leave up to people's imagination, the better. So the more you can show them and say, look, this is what it is, the better it's going to be. It does take a little bit of extra time, but I promise you it's worth it. Now, if you're worried about the ink, I would highly suggest getting an HP printer and getting HP Instant Ink. I pay $10 a month for mine and I have like 300 pages a month of 
color or black and white. So I can print an entire page of color and it's exactly the same as like one word of black and white, which is a little weird when you think about it, but it works. And then you also have like rollover. They have a smaller plan as well, but I have the 300 pages because I print a lot and I've never had problems. I've never gone over. They just automatically send you new ink when you need it. And it has been game changer. So highly recommend that too. If you're stuck on what products to make, start with what products you need in your classroom. If you're not in the classroom, then you can talk to other teachers that you might know and ask them what they need. Or you can always hop in a Facebook group, which is a little bit of a dangerous thing to do, not gonna lie. But see what people are asking for and mentioning in Facebook groups, or even post something and just say, hey guys, what do you think you need? and just see what they say. These things will all help you come up with ideas of what people actually need and that will kind of give you a starting off point. So I usually start with what I'm using in my class and then I jump from there. So for example, I needed that up on a housetop presentation in my class. I didn't use the rest of it in my class this year, I might next year, but I did make the rest of it so that I now had a variety of products that people can purchase and then next year, if I need it, I already have it, which has happened quite a few times where I'm like, I need a worksheet for this. And I'm like, oh, I already have one. And it's a magical feeling, I'm not gonna lie. So start with what you need and then kind of think about what else could I make around that product. The next little tip is to treat this like a business even from the beginning. This is a business. I don't say that to scare you, but go into it like I'm working, I'm doing a business. You go into it like a hobby, then you're gonna kind of take it for granted. You're gonna pick it up a few weeks and then kind of like forget about it. And you're just gonna kind of be on and off. If you treat it like a business and really think through like, okay, what are some hours this week I can work? How can I take this seriously? How can I get the most done at the right time? You know, all of those things that go into like working and being a business, you're going to grow a lot faster because just even the mindset switch of thinking like, oh, this is a business is gonna make a giant difference. And along with making it a business, make a plan. I am shocked by the amount of people who don't know when they're gonna work, what they're gonna work on, or what they're gonna do. Like, oh my goodness, the worst thing you can ever do is sit down in front of a computer and not have a plan. So take a day, you know, it could be once a month, it could be once a week, and just sit down and think like, okay, what are some days that I could work this month or this week? And then what am I gonna do when I sit down to work so that I'm not sitting down and having like a writer's block moment where I'm like, I don't know what to do because I didn't make a plan. Make a plan first. That way when you sit down, it's easy. Even if you sit down and you're like, I don't know what to do. Then you just look at the plan. You're like, oh, that's what I'm gonna do. Easy peasy. Your planning brain is different than your doing brain. So just keep those separate. Make a plan. Make a plan for what you wanna do, how you wanna do it, and all those good things. And the last piece of advice is to remember that we are playing the long game. This is not something that's gonna be an overnight success. Some people may make it seem like it is, but it's not. It's a long game and if you want to do well, you will, but it might take a while. So you need to be patient, especially in those first couple months because you're probably not gonna sell much in the first few months and you're gonna be working a lot and it's gonna be kind of stressful and sad, but it's okay. It happens like that for pretty much everybody and you'll come a long way. I made $7 my first month of Teachers by Teachers. A whole $7 and do you know how many hours I put in? A lot. 
but now I make a lot more than $7. So do just remember that this is the long game. You're not going to be satisfied overnight. And my suggestion to you is to find something else to kind of motivate you. So for me, I love the product creation aspect of it. So I like coming up with new ideas and the actual creating part. And that's kind of what gets me going. I love that. And then I love like making videos and blog posts to help people. I just like, I love content and I love products and I just love making all the things. And so that's where I get my motivation. And even now, you know, like in the summer when it's really slow and I'm working my butt off, that's what I remember. I get my motivation from the creative side of it and not necessarily the monetary. That'll come, but you're gonna have to be patient and remember that this is the long game and not an overnight thing. Seriously, like go message anyone on teachers pay teachers on Instagram and ask them and they're all gonna be like, yeah, I made no money at first. But after a while, it will work itself out though. Just especially at first, you gotta find your motivation in something other than that. I hope this video was helpful. I'm very big on actionable steps for how to get to what you want to do. So if you enjoyed this, please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below and click the link so that you can get that freebie that I was mentioning. And yeah, I'll see you later. I make many, many, many videos all about teachers pay teachers and teacherpreneurs and teacher authors and all those good things. So hit the subscribe button down below and I will see you next time. Bye.